Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and here with me is Omar Pozos. What's up, you guys? All right, Omar. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little story. So imagine this: you're you're out with some friends, and everybody wants to get some drinks or maybe some appetizers, and everyone's ready to go except not you, because you are on a diet. You have fitness goals. You're trying to get nice and lean you want to feel good in your body and you have these goals that you are set on achieving and your friends they're only thinking about convenience about having fun about living in the moment and they want to have all these drinks and the the fried appetizers and all the things so you start getting stressed you're you're feeling your your heart race and you're feeling a little bit stressed there and then suddenly you're like getting angry you now, <laughs> and for everybody's listening, Omar's just making faces at me now. It's making me laugh. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm closing my eyes because I'm picturing this because it actually happens. Like, I'm not being funny, but I'm, I'm trying to picture the moment because I've, I've known it and, it and it's happened time and time again. So go ahead. Continue. Yes. You're ruining my story, but it's Sorry. fine. But then you're getting angry because now you're like, what the hell? Like, my friends are ordering all these things and I can't eat these things. And you're like, ugh, you know what? screw it. I'm ordering the double bacon fries. I'm getting the jumbo margarita. I'm, I'm down to just have a good time tonight. I just want to live my life. And from there, the yo-yo diet cycle begins. Does that sound familiar? Sounds like my Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every weekend. No, but you have been in these situations before. And I think, you know, we all have been in these situations because Life is always going to be just filled with situations that make it difficult to stick to a restrictive diet. And if you want to be able to actually start to lose weight and actually feel amazing in your body and actually sustain this stuff for life, you're going to have to figure out how to do it while still maintaining a normal social life. Because having a social life is super, super important to your overall health and wellness, and just longevity. So with that, this episode, we're going to talk about four ways to lose weight without giving up your social life. And these are basically just the skills and the strategies and the methods that we find our clients at VGN, VGFN have the most success with. Um, these are the things that help them stay on track in the social settings. And these are things that I really just want to share with our podcast listeners because they're simple strategies that they can start to implement right away. And you know what's interesting too, Vanessa, is I have found um, probably, I would say maybe in the last two years or so, I've found that 
it is possible to, you know, be able to, like, have set of goals and be able to execute them and be able to, like, look back and see how far you've become while still having a social life. Yeah. Like, you and I have not necessarily been the most social, um, I guess, people in the last couple of years, but it's not anything to do because it's not anything to do with us being, you know, frightened or scared to go out. It's more that we just have I'm stuff. afraid of people. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you are a bit of a uh, homebody, I will say. But no, um, what I'm saying is, you know, that it is possible to be able to have a social life while still maintaining and executing on your nutrition and health goals. So yeah. that is one thing that I want to throw out there so that people are like, oh, you know, it's, it's not possible or it has to be one or the other. That's not necessarily true. It just takes a little bit of preparation and, and knowing what to do in those sur- social inc- uh, circumstances to be able to navigate it just like exactly. anything else. I mean, I joke around and, you know, like, yes, I am introverted, so I'm not necessarily your person who's out partying every Friday and Saturday night with big groups of people, but I have a smaller group that I like to hang out with all the time because I know that the value of having friendships and family relationships and these things are so, so important. Like, there is science behind this stuff. Your risk of early death by any cause, will increase by 50% if you do not have strong relationships. By 50? 5 0 So that's why this stuff matters. If you are cutting out friendships to be able to stick to your diet, you are doing it wrong. So that's why I'm going to drop in a couple tips here. And tip number one is, you know, this is one that we have all of our clients at VGFN implement because it's so, so simple if you are tracking calories or macros and what, this is what we call the work backwards method. So, you know, let's say you're going out to eat with your friends tonight. Um, or like Omar and I, you know, it's Friday. We're, we're going out on our date night, dinner night tonight. So guess we what? Are. We know. Well, people listen to this on a Monday. So. Okay. Well, we're recording on a Friday. <laughs> so when, when you know that you have a big dinner later in the day, like you're going out to eat track it ahead of time, if possible, of course, there are going to always be situations where it's just, it, it might not be possible for you to track. And that's where, you know, when you become a more experienced food tracker, like most of our clients get to it, um, you know, after a certain amount of time with us, it gets to where you feel really comfortable. You developed the ability to identify what foods are going to help you maintain weight, what kinds of foods are need to be eaten in smaller quantities, being able to eyeball things, being able to identify how you feel when you eat different quantities, being able to use those skills. Eventually we get there and that's where you can actually start to take untracked meals when you go out to eat. But, you know, especially early on when we have a specific goal, like we're trying to lose weight, we're probably tracking calories or tracking macros to make sure that we are in that calorie deficit to create weight loss. But so let's say we're going out to eat tonight let's say we have, you know, 2000 calories to work with for the day. What we're going to do is track our meal that we're going to eat out first thing so that then we can just go ahead and work backwards to track the rest of our meals using our remaining macros or calories for the day. So again, if I had 2000 calories to work with for the day and I I track my meal out and I find that that meal is going to be 1100 calories, you know, which is not unusual for a restaurant meal out. Like this stuff happens. And this is why I preach 1200 calorie diets are completely ridiculous and unsustainable because if you want to go out to eat, you're going to have to budget a good amount of calories. And if you're on a 1200 calorie diet, 
that leaves you with 100 calories for the day. So Could you imagine luck, just blowing, blowing your daily um, caloric goal in one meal? People I mean, do that. You would yeah. just not be able to eat during yeah. the day. But so let's say, okay, you know, we, we've decided that we're going to track our meal out and we're going to treat ourselves. We're going to have some good food. We, we're we're going to get those fries that we want. And, you know, it all totals up to 1,100 calories. No big deal. Since we tracked it first, we know what we're working with for the day. So that gives us 900 calories left for the day. So, you know, like for me personally, I like to eat pretty often. I like to have smaller, more frequent meals. So if this were me, I would say, you know what, I'm going to break that up into like a 300 calorie breakfast. And like that can still be a very filling meal. I'm going to use some lower calorie filling options, like some egg whites in my scramble. I'm going to use some vegetables in my scramble to help bulk it up. I'm going to add some lower calorie fruits. I'm going to add some berries. I'm going to have like these kinds of low calorie foods that are still very filling. So it's a filling meal. I'm not starving myself. I'm going to have a 300 calorie breakfast. And then same thing at lunch, I would have maybe a 300 calorie lunch. Maybe I have like a nice big filling salad with some grilled chicken on it and a nice low calorie dressing on it. And then I'm just going to have, you know, two 150 calorie snacks. Maybe I have a protein shake before I go out so I can feel nice and full there. Maybe I have a an apple with a little bit of almond butter with it, whatever it is. But that's really all it takes to plan out your day. And that's a pretty filling, satiating day. And I still get to have a hell of a meal out at dinner that night. And and same thing, like if you're someone who doesn't care to eat a lot of meals, like you're like, I max want to have three meals, then okay, you have that 900 calories left to work with. Have a 300 calorie breakfast and a 600 calorie lunch or however you want to break it up. That's up to you. And that's where you get to have the autonomy to create a diet that works for you and your lifestyle. You know what's funny is, because um, I'll be the first to admit it, like tracking your food ahead of time is not necessarily the easiest thing. There's a little bit of work that goes into it, not much, but it's not as easy as just showing up to a restaurant and eating, right? So to me, I'm like, yes, it's a little inconvenient, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, if I don't put the time and effort prior to me getting to the social setting or the social activity, like how the hell am I supposed to know what to eat? And one of my favorite um, analogies that I like to think of it, think of is money. And I'm like, well, you know, if I have a thousand dollars in my bank account, you know, how can I possibly spend $10,000, you know, on a new car or whatever um, without knowing what my budget is? Mm -hmm. So if you're aware of what you're eating, if you're aware of what your goal is, and you have somebody that can help you get to that particular goal, you know your budget of calories that you have working with. So then you plan accordingly throughout the day, right? It's the same thing with money. Like you can't go out and just swipe your credit card and think, oh, there's not going to be any consequence. Well, either you're going to have credit card debt or your cards are going to get declined because it's it, it's not sustainable. Exactly. And that's such a good analogy. Tracking Thank calories you. is. I appreciate it. You are welcome. Tracking <laughs> tracking calories is exactly like tracking your money. So if you like to know how much money you have before you go and spend on something expensive, then why would you not want to know what your calorie budget is before you go and spend a bunch of calories on a quote unquote expensive meal? That's just a high calorie meal. Yeah. So that's number one, the work backwards method. Number two is the one plate rule. So this works really, really well if you are in like a buffet style eating situation or maybe, you know, this this comes up a lot for my girls who are at horse shows. We tend to be 
um, having meals at our stalls when it'll be like, oh, you know, we're having a potluck lunch with the barn family today or, you know, someone brought food for the whole barn today. Like there tends to be those kinds of buffet style eating scenarios. So if you're in that situation, simple, scan the entire spread. Like let's imagine this is a nice long food table there. Instead of just grabbing a plate and with, you know, looking at the food and putting it on your plate for the first time you look at it. No, step back, scan the entire spread without your plate in hand, see what is there and what is available for available for you to eat. Decide what are the things that you want most? What are the things that get you excited that you're like, hell yes, I love that food. And then also identify what are the things that are just kind of like meh for you. And those might be things that like, you know, they're going to taste good, but you don't really feel like you need to have it right now. Maybe you'll have it tomorrow. Maybe you'll have it next week. It's probably not something that's super limited to that situation, that buffet. And then once you kind of scan out that and you can decide what are the things that you really want, what are the things that you're okay with not having, then you can grab one plate and all you have to do is make sure that you can comfortably fit the food you want on one plate. And to make sure that this one plate is actually filling enough, a good rule of thumb is to load half your plate with lean proteins and vegetables because those are going to be the things that are going to be the most satiating for you. Then from there, you know, the remaining space on your plate, that's where you can load up those like hell yeah foods, those ones that just really excite you. And I, I also like this, Vanessa, this tip for, you know, for our, the, the listeners that are working in an office setting. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like today is, what, October 8th. The holidays are here. They're, they're coming up. And you're going to have, you know, your Thanksgiving potluck, your Christmas um, week or whatever potluck. You have thank, uh, Halloween coming up. So all these little get-togethers and stuff are going to start to show up. So if you guys work on this and practice this when you know those situations come around you won't have to freak out and be like oh no sorry I can't you know eat with you guys I have to have my homemade lunch because you know I I don't function outside of my daily routine exactly and and that was such a good key term I want to pull out there that you just said practice if you can treat everything you're doing on your nutrition and fitness journey as just practice towards becoming your best self it'll help you shift your frame of mind immensely to be able to actually start to execute on the things that you want to do because you start to remove some of that attachment to the outcome from the situation. So you're no longer feeling upset if you accidentally, you know, quote unquote, give in and eat food that wasn't on that plate. Like it's like, okay, well, let me learn from this situation because I'm practicing a new skill. I've never done this one plate rule before. This is my first time doing it. So this is a new thing for me. It's a new venture. I'm practicing. Now, you know, maybe it didn't work out well for me this time. I'm going to reflect on this, identify what did I maybe do wrong. Maybe my one plate wasn't filling enough. Maybe next time I'm going to put a little bit more lean protein on there and see if that fills me up more and makes me less inclined to go back for seconds. The other thing I want to highlight on your point, Vanessa, was when you mentioned the meh foods or like the, "Eh, I don't necessarily need it. Because that's one thing for me, like when I got to or still do when I see like a, a, a spread of food I'm like I need to have it all because if I don't have it today I will never have an opportunity to try I don't know Karen's uh, sweet potato casserole or whatever it is <laughs> who is this Karen <laughs> you're talking about oh yeah why is she letting you have her sweet potato casserole yeah exactly um 
But anyways, yeah, it's like if if you if it's something so simple that you'll know that you know anybody can make or you can make yourself at home and you don't necessarily need to have it, then don't. Just go for the foods that you're like, all right, you know what? I have Vanessa's brownies. See, notice yeah. how <laughs> now you're like, okay, I always like my brownies. Okay, all right, let's settle down. Um, yeah, but no, if it's like you know baked goods or whatever, something that you're just absolutely dying to have, you're like, all right, I'm gonna have that, and I'm just gonna make the choice that instead of trying to go for everything, I'll just put the uh, foods on my plate that I absolutely love, and everything else that's a meh food, like you don't have to have. Exactly. So let's move on to uh, tip number three, the indulge and pause method. So reality is, you know, most overeating that happens in social situations happens totally mindlessly. So let's say, you know, you're in this situation where, you know, maybe it's the buffet style, maybe it's a party, whatever it is, and you're thinking about grabbing another plate or another drink. You, you made your first plate, it was great, and you're like, I want more. Well, with this rule, before you go and you grab that second plate or that second drink, if you're, you're out for drinks, pause for at least 20 minutes. And this is super, super important because this is going to be enough time to give your body a little bit of time to digest that food that you've already had and be able to actually talk from your stomach to your brain. Send those signals that are like, hey, you know, I think we're actually full now because your fullness hormone takes a little bit of time to kind of kick into gear and to actually communicate with your brain. So that's why a lot of times we mistake physical fullness for a lack of satiety or a, a lack, I should say a lack of physical fullness for a lack of satiety. When in reality, when we're eating, we're not thinking about like, am I full? We should be asking ourselves, do, am I satiated? Am I, do, do I feel satisfied? Do I feel satisfied with this meal? And that's, the key. That's the key question to ask yourself. And if you take this 20 minutes and you pause for that little bit of time, it's going to give you that immediate sense of control. And if nothing else, it's always, at least I find with our clients at um, VGFN, it really helps give you that sense of just, man, like I am in control today and that's empowering. And when it comes to, you know, that 20 minutes, like I really, really encourage that during that 20 minute time period, drink some water, especially if you're drinking alcohol. And if this is like, I'm going to pause for 20 minutes before I order another drink, definitely, definitely drink some water, but also socialize during that time. Because remember, food is not just meant for us to just eat and feel full and just get the energy and then go on with our day. Food is a tool for connection. And that's the whole point of this episode is you should not be cutting out your social life for to be able to adhere to your diet. And that's because food is that tool to connect with other people. So drink some water. The water's going to help fill you up. It's going to fill up that stomach space a little bit too, which is important. Like if you have trouble figuring out what that satiety actually feels like, it'll help fill you up. It'll give you that physical feeling of fullness and also will keep you hydrated, which is of course super important if you're drinking alcohol. Um, But yeah, what do you think of that one, Omar? Well, I don't, you kept looking at me, so I don't know if you were like talking to me directly, but because I know how I am and I know that when I go to sit down, like my- He's a very fast (laughs) eater. (laughs) My main job and concern is to finish what I have in front of me. Like that's all I, but that's just because, so when I was younger, I used to work food and beverage. And if you work food and beverage or if you've ever worked food and beverage, you're on your feet 24-7 and it's the go, 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 go uh, mentality. So 
you don't have much time to sit down and eat. So I blame that on my teenage working years. But anyways, um, yes, that's very important. And that's something that I'm working to, to get better at because my dumb brain is just like, hey, you've got a mountain of food in, you, uh, in front of you. Your goal is to eat it. And like sometimes I'm just like so zoned in. And you're right. Like I might be full. Like I might be like not needing, you know, whatever I have left on the plate, but because I'm so focused and dialed in on eating what I have, like I have no idea, like, or I, I don't listen to my body telling me, Hey, dumbass, like you're done. Like you're full. You don't have to necessarily eat the rest of this thing here. Right. So that is one of the things that I need to work on because it just, it's just something that's just been ingrained in me so long that when I sit down, like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Like, you know, I love to socialize. I love to talk to people, but I'm like, Hey, if I've got food in front of me, like I'm like Zoe, our dog. Like if you put food in front of her, that dog will not listen to you until she's done eating. So I'll, I'll add that to the list of something for Omar to work on. All right. Well, you know, that helps bring us to our fourth <laughs> and final tip here, which is never miss twice. So this one is Ooh, really. I have a good story for this one. <laughs> okay. Well, this one is really, really good too. If, you know, we, we've listed off three really great methods that kind of stand alone as something that you can, you can work on doing, but really you can kind of work on these things almost in order. Like you can use the work backwards method first to plan out, make sure you have a plenty of calories saved for your last meal or whatever the meal is that you are going to be socializing around. Then you can use the one plate rule when you're there, when you're in that situation that maybe is a buffet style eating situation or maybe you're at a restaurant where there could be an opportunity to have different foods to pull from the bread basket and different things. You can stick to that one plate rule. But let's say that the one plate rule doesn't really work out in this situation or just is a little bit difficult to adhere to in this situation. Then you can use the indulge and pause and that can help slow you down and, and, and help just limit the amount of calories you're eating in totality because the matter of fact is you're eating for less time. But let's say... You're an Omar. <laughs> and the indulgent pause does not work for you. Maybe sometimes, you know, the one plate method didn't re- quite work out for you. And, you know, like you said, maybe the maybe it's a little too tedious to plan ahead that budget. Or maybe you just were busy that day and it, whatever. It didn't happen. Well, the last thing you can always remember is the never miss twice rule, which basically just says that you are not ever going to be perfect you are always, no matter how hard you try, there will inevitably be situations where you end up eating or drinking more than you plan to. That's okay. All that we can ask of is when that happens, because it will happen, do not get down on yourself. You don't have to be perfect. So instead, quit your focus, redirect your energy away from just ridiculing yourself and being angry at yourself for quote-unquote messing up this unrealistic plan you had for yourself and put your focus on just getting back on track as quickly as possible. Aim to not miss an on-track meal twice. That's the never miss twice rule. Dun, dun, dun. I like <laughs> it. No, I, I love that rule. And it's, um, I mean, it's one of the, the things where you're like, hey, I, you know, as much as we can sit here and preach about, you know, all this advice and all these um, goals and stuff that you can work on. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes life is just one of those things where you can't control it and things are going to get a little hectic and crazy. And you might, you might be in, in a situation where you're just like, 
it's just out of my control. Like there was nothing I could do about it. So I love this rule because, you know, whatever happens on a Monday doesn't necessarily have to translate to whatever happens Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? So if you have one bad meal on a, on a Monday, at the end of the day, if you're looking at averages of what you ate for the week, that one meal is not going to make you gain 10 pounds or make you lose 10 pounds. Like it's just one meal out of, if you're eating three times a day, 21. So one out of 21, it's not bad. Exactly. And, and, and so funny, because this reminded me, remember, so a couple of weeks ago, um, I went to a football game and I'm already laughing because it's a funny story. Um, but I went to a, a football game with um, Vanessa's brother and her brother-in-law. And I told Vanessa, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm going to eat before. Like, I'm going to be satiated when I go down there. And I'm going to be so prepared and so ready. And I'm just going to crush it. I'm going to set myself, what did I tell you, a three-drink limit or something like that? I'm like, and that's going to be it. Like, I'm going to drink water in between my drinks, and it's going to be fantastic. I get down there. We go to a um, to a restaurant and get some wings right off the bat. We order a pitcher of beer for each one of us. <laughs> <laughs> so my goal very quickly went down the drain and it just it, you know it, it turned into more of a me just kind of hanging out with um your brother and your brother-in-law and just you know having a good time just with the guys just hanging out and I at that point I said you know what it's one afternoon it is not gonna I'm not gonna let it bother me um and it's not gonna discourage me from working out you know the, the rest of the week and it's not gonna discourage me from hitting my goals you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever. So what I, I guess bottom line is, you know, if, if you're in one of those situations and at the end of the day, you're just like, today just wasn't meant to be for me to prepare, just enjoy the moment. Enjoy who you're with. Get to know the people. Connect the, with the people you're with. And then, you know, scratch it as a loss and then get back on the horse tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow or even the next meal. Yeah. You know, for some of these situations, it might have been like an early in the day experience where maybe you – went out for brunch and you were planning on like, oh, I'm not going to have any mimosas. I'm going to have just like the egg white scramble and like, you know, I, I have a plan. Then you get there and you decide to order the mimosa and you're like, well, my plan is out the window. <laughs> and for a lot of people, you could have that where like immediately this thing just clicks in your brain to where you're like, well, I already screwed up the first meal of the day. Today's an L. So I might as well just like have a blast the rest of the day and just treat my body like shit and worry about it tomorrow. That is so unnecessary. Yeah. So let's say you, you know, went too far in that meal. You didn't quite hit the goals you set for yourself. Well, who's to say that you can't get back on track with the next meal that same day? Why wait until tomorrow? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. But the bottom line here of this episode is just don't let dinner out, like dinners with your friends. Don't let date nights with your your significant other don't let the parties the weddings the holidays the horse shows all of these things should not stress you out if you're on a diet you're not going to be perfect with your nutrition and that's okay nobody's meant to be perfect but you can still plan ahead you can stay mindful and you can make the best of the situation that's at hand for you and even if you do blow it and just eat like a just total jerk it's okay it happens you don't have to let it leak into the rest of your week. You don't have to let it consume you with the rest of your next meal, your, your just your next day, like whatever it is. All you have to do is just make the most of the time that you have there that day and enjoy that experience for what it is. So if this episode was helpful, you guys, 
then be sure to join our free Facebook group, which is linked in the description below. We are putting out free trainings, free guides, free resources every single week on Friday. So join the group. Don't miss out on all these awesome free resources. And we will be back next week. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.